This is the John Oakley Show podcast. A great day for talk radio and weather-wise, things have changed uh, slightly and are continuing to get cooler. Uh, we've just dropped a degree in the last 10 minutes or so, minus 3. So some stuff will be freezing up. Slickness on the roads in areas where they're not completely dry. Want to be mindful of that. Big flooding yesterday. All the runoff has created some problems in certain areas. And uh, we'll talk about that with the Director of Consumer and Industry Relations with the Insurance Bureau of Canada momentarily. But first, I wanted to work in Global News Radio reporter Brianna Carnegie, who's been covering the Bruce MacArthur sensing hearing this day, too. And Brianna, I appreciate you coming in. You were there all morning? Yes, I was there all morning as the victims' families read their impact statements to Bruce MacArthur, and that was followed by the Crown submissions and arguing why he should argue or submit a consecutive prison sentence. Wow. Uh, So when they uh, gave their statements, they were directing them very assertively towards him? The victim impact statements, they can be read by the person directly, so they can choose to go to the very front of the court and sit directly beside the judge. And that puts them directly facing Bruce MacArthur, so they can actually tell him how these murders have impacted their life. Those who decided not to read their victim impact statements out loud in court, that was done by the Crown attorney instead. And there was cases where the Crown had to take moments to breathe and and try and catch themselves because they were getting emotional. And what was MacArthur's reaction to all of that? It was very hard to see him from where we're sitting because in the audience, you're behind him. So all you can see is his head. But what I did notice was that he stared straight forward the entire day. He didn't swivel his head to look around at any of the victims' families at all. He didn't look at the media. When he was escorted out of the courtroom, he kept his head down and really kept to himself the entire time. Interestingly, too, I heard that there were also representatives of the gay community who got to depute here. Mm -hmm. There was one victim impact statement from a community advocate, and they spoke on behalf of the LGBTQ community. And his was very, very compelling, actually, to listen to that statement. He spoke about this loss of trust in the church in Wellesley Village, how one of their own had turned and that these members that he deals with on a daily basis tell him that they fear for their safety on on a regular basis now, that they worry if they walk out in the community, they might come across another Bruce MacArthur. And so uh, as powerful as this was, it continues tomorrow as well, as I understand it. Uh, and the Crown, did the Crown make submissions today already? The Crown has finished making submissions, and so has the lawyer for Bruce MacArthur. They both, that has been wrapped up for today. Uh, the next sentencing hearing uh, will continue Friday morning. That's when the judge will be delivering his decision, and we will find out whether he will agree with the Crown to serve, uh, to de- decide two consecutive prison sentences, meaning that Bruce MacArthur would not have parole eligibility for 50 years, or if it'll just be the one, we'll have to find out on Friday morning for that. And MacArthur's lawyer actually then made statements today as well? In what regard? Yes, he did. So that happened after I had left the courtroom, but I have been keeping up with that and and just wanted to bring you the latest on that because it really interested me. Um, He actually had felt that... He responded this afternoon calling the parole ineligibility, bringing MacArthur to 116 years old until he can apply for a parole. He called that unduly harsh. 
Uh, He asked the judge to give his client credit for pleading guilty and sparing the families a lengthy trial. The judge did acknowledge that a couple times today, so it will be considered in his decision. It will. Mm -hmm. Judge said that out loud. Said it out loud to the Crown attorney to make sure that the Crown knew that as well. Okay. Uh, So in other words, I guess the Crown, uh, because there had been reports, might have been seeking six consecutive life sentences. Would that be seen as overreach then? in a sense. Because of the law that was brought in in 2011, um, six out of the eight murders by Bruce MacArthur apply for this consecutive ruling. So technically, he could ask for the six consecutive sentences, as you mentioned. That would be 150 years on the table. So he says, I'm not asking for that. I'm asking for 50 years. I feel that is a, a fair sentence in this case. So it's interesting to see that the um, MacArthur's lawyer comes back and calls the 50 years unduly harsh. Wow. Uh, I'm guessing not a lot of sympathy on that front in that regard, but I guess a lawyer got to do what a lawyer's got to do. And so, uh, you know, that representation is uh, probably all that's about. However, okay, uh, day three tomorrow and then it wraps. Friday is the actual sentencing. I believe it's wrapped up for to, for today, so I don't believe there will be anything to continue for tomorrow. Um, and then again, just the Friday decision. I do want to mention, though, the judge also noted he will consider a prior conviction that Bruce MacArthur had. That was an assault in 2003. The assault actually happened in 2001. The guilty plea was on 2003. Um, and the Crown had mentioned that this incident was some sort of foreshadowing of the violence that was to follow after that. So that will also be considered in that decision we'll hear on Friday morning. Yeah, I'm not clear in the concept. So uh, that decision would be taken into account that uh, it was already predetermined. He had a violent character. Yes. And so what, that adds to his sentence? He's just not ruling out that uh, he's saying that it will be considered in his right. decision, that he has a violence uh, his violent behavior continued all the way into the past, dating back as t- uh, 2001, we saw with this assault charge that he pleaded guilty to. And the Crown, as I mentioned, said that that was foreshadowing of what happened afterwards and all of these brutal murders. So the judge uh, took that into account. He said, yes, that will be part of my decision. I will consider that. Oh, I see. All right. Mm-hmm. So as, as though he needed uh, to add any more uh, credence to this guy going away for the rest of his naturals. All right. Uh, probably pro forma stuff, just to enter the record and uh, be part exactly, of the whole package. Exactly, to have it on the record. Got it. All right. Brianna, great reporting as always, and I appreciate your dropping in and uh, giving us the latest on this, so we'll see what happens tomorrow. And, of course, the finality is supposed to be on Friday with the actual sentencing, and uh, let's hope at the very least this is, you know, gone for good and uh, good riddance. Thank you, Brianna Carnegie. Thank you. Okay, Global News Radio reporter Brianna Carnegie on that file. Thanks for listening to the John Oakley Show podcast. Be sure to rate, review, and subscribe for free at Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and anywhere else you get your on-demand audio.